Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Weekly Wage. Your host, Wager, with my boy, Chris Hooper. Say what's up, Hoop. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to episode two. Uh, we just wanted to start out by thanking all you guys for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to you know pushing a lot more content, but the response that we've gotten has been nothing but positivity. Wouldn't you agree, Hoop? For the most part, yeah. I mean, we've got smart ass friends, so of course they always got something slick <laughs> to say. But I expected that, and I'm cool with it. Yeah, and we're always open to sub- uh, suggestions. So you know, if you got a topic that you want us to to hit on, let us know. Hit the DMs. Um, and then I also want to start it out by giving a shout out to my brother in law, Dave Scott. Uh, he is a tattoo artist out of Loyalty Tattoo in Salt Lake City, Utah. He uh, He's the one that drew the cover art. Looks great. Exactly what I imagined. I just kind of threw some ideas at him and he came out with that. And he's a great tattoo artist. So uh, check him out on Instagram. I will post his handle on our next post. Does a great job. Um, yeah. So Hoop, how was your week, man? Man, it was a typical week. I worked and sat at home with the kids and oh uh, well, I mean, today I had my nephew and niece come over for dinner and I was about the highlight of my week because... They're good kids. I'll Dom, see them I heard often. you. Yeah, I heard you got to work on that Madden game, Dom. Yeah, eighty-four to twenty-one. Dom took an ass whooping today, oh. but who do you play with? He we we random it up, and I was the Titans. He was the Texans. And see, I I'm not a fan of Madden as the way the gameplay is, so I think it's kind of trash. So I didn't even bother buying the new one. So we had to play Madden twenty because I'm old and <laughs> cheap. But you know, had to whoop whoop his ass real quick, and it. It was fun. I got video to prove it because Jalen hooked me up. So <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, my week was, you know, typical. Like you were saying, typical Monday through Friday. Um, work's busier than ever. Uh, I'm transitioning to a new role, and it's just a lot different than what I was doing before. Um, but no, it's good. Um, yeah, no, it was a good week. You got any uh, good plans? Fun plans for Thanksgiving coming up next week? No, we might go up to Layton and see my wife's family because they're up there. I might. My dad and stepmom are they're overly concerned about stuff. They're actually doing a thing where they're they bought and paid for Thanksgiving dinner for like the whole families and they're gonna deliver it. They got oh, damn. like main course, some sides and then some desserts because my stepmom's daughter owns a bakery downtown and uh Carlucci's if you like it. It's pretty good breakfast sandwich. Shout out that. to Carlucci's. <laughs> but um um yeah, so they're bringing us that. We might end up just staying home, just me, the wife, and the kids, and just hanging out. Have no idea. What about yourself? Um, t- just probably staying home. I mean, a couple of us might get together and throw the pigskin around. Masks required. Um, hand sanitizer will be provided. You can play a five-on-five game. No more, <laughs> no less. No whoever, more. Well, we'll be socially distanced, especially whoever covers me. They'll be. See in the back of my jersey. So the all zone. the passes you throw because they'll <laughs> land out of bounds like Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky balls. No, uh, so yeah, probably playing some football, uh, some flag, and then uh, smoking uh, smoking a turkey. Uh, I didn't think that's where you're going with that. I was like, oh, we're taking it. <laughs> now the last last year, well, the last about year and a half, I've been barbecuing a lot. Bought a smoker about this time a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago. Doing a lot of smoking, and last year I did a turkey, and it just came out turned out great. So, plan on doing that again, and then just hanging at home and 
doing doing some shopping online. Usually, me, my mom, my aunt, my grandma used to always go Black Friday shopping, but this year things are a little different. Yeah, you know the Corona. A lot of it's going to be online. Black Friday shopping sucks. Uh, anyway, is it's the it's, worst. It's an adrenaline rush, man. Stop, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fun, but uh, yeah. I, I'm going to be, you know, have you seen Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? With, uh, it's a Christmas movie. I have not. With Turbo Man. Shout out, to, shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's an underrated Christmas movie. If you haven't seen that, Jingle All the Way, check it out. But no, I feel like that's going to be me this year because I'm trying to find tight in the PS5 and it has been difficult. So if anybody's got a plug out there for a PS5, hook a brother up because, uh, He'll even pay the four hundred dollar upcharge if he got one laying around. <laughs> yeah, I saw Keto post something on Instagram today, but I assume that's what he's saving for. Hopefully, it's not one of those knockoff brands like his shoes, right? Oh, <laughs> just kidding, Keto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, yeah, just chilling. It, it's the holidays are going to be weird this year. I mean, I was on a conference call today with my work, and they were saying typically after the holidays they see a spike two weeks after so uh let's hope that's not the case everyone be smart socially distance i say that as i'm, I'm planning on going to play football with some guys but and we all know you <laughs> like to get close to other men so we're good who's judging no one's <laughs> judging here um yeah so no i'm excited i, li- I like thanksgiving you know watching football cold weather i like it so um we were also going to talk about the, i think the mike is the mike tyson fight that weekend I don't know the exact date. We were talking about it before the show, but I don't I don't even know the date of the fight to be honest. I just know that I saw somewhere that they were going to be wearing headgear and I lost all interest in it. Like I was like, you know, I'll I'll watch these 50-year-old dudes duke it out. Like I'm old. I remember watching Mike Tyson like Mike dad and grandpa getting the pay-per-view for Mike Tyson fights for him to just knock the shit out of somebody in 37 seconds and then they'd be half drunk mad. Why did I just spend my $60 on this hot mess? Well, <laughs> and me, a little kid, I was like, this is awesome. That guy punches hard. But, you know, and Roy Jones Jr., probably later in life, one of my favorite fighters, pound for pound, one of the best ever. There's, I don't think many people that know anything about anything boxing-wise would probably debate that. But, yeah, I, when as soon as I read that they were going to do headgear, I said, I don't know. I don't really care, like kind of took the fun out of it for me. Like if I want to watch people beat the shit out of each other, I want it to be legit. Yeah, I don't have too many Mike Tyson memories. I was, I was too young. Um, I mean, I everybody knows, you know, biting the ear off and whatnot. Now uh, watch that one live. That I was like, what the fuck just happened? You're aging yourself <laughs> right now, man. That's, uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, just YouTube videos. Just I would have loved seeing Mike Tyson in his prime. I'm trying to pull up the card. So it looks like it is... Um, Mike Tyson fight. It is scheduled for okay. So fifty-four-year-old Mike Tyson and fifty-one-year-old Roy Jones. Damn, I can only hope to be half, you know, that fit when you're you're that age. I'll be happy happy enough to beat up a ham sandwich when I'm fifty-four years old, let alone <laughs> another man. So Saturday, November twenty-eighth. So the f- Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I saw the card. There's, uh, I think I saw. Is it uh what's his name Nate Robinson? I think he's fighting one of the uh low is it Logan Paul or his brother? Five foot six Nate Robinson, Mighty Mouse from basketball Nate Robinson. Yeah, 
I'm trying to find it. I'm pretty sure that he's fighting uh, Logan Paul's brother. Who the fuck is Logan Paul or his brother? So I think so. Logan Paul is a internet. I'm aging myself again, right? Yeah, like, yeah. how would I know who this guy is? But get woke. Um, <laughs> it's uh, he's a YouTube guy. Oh, it's Jake Paul. Okay, that's his name versus Nate Robinson, former basketball player. Uh, and the other ones I'm not too familiar with. So I tune in to watch Nate Robinson. He's a short little guy. I'd like to see him knock him out. So who you got, Mike Tyson or Roy Jones? I, from what I've seen, Mike Tyson seems to be taking this a little more serious than seems mentally stable. Yeah, we're watching his his training videos right now. (laughs) And Roy and Roy Jones Jr. might be like, I got it myself in over my head on this one because, I mean, if Roy can stay away from any big shots, then he might 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 be able to outbox him, outbox him still. But so Mike Tyson is a favorite heading into the fight, minus one seventy five. Uh, if you were to put money down on Roy Jones, plus 138. No, I don't like... You think it ends in a knockout? You think they go the full? I think it's only eight rounds. I, I, I don't know that I could sit and watch eight rounds of that. But then again, I did. I was one of those suckers that paid to watch the whole Floyd May- Mayweather, Conor McGregor shit show. And I watched that whole whooping. Yeah, that was, that was a waste. I'll probably buy this. You know, I want to see it. I want to see my first Mike Tyson fight live. So, damn, dude, he is. Look at his body. <laughs> he is in good shape. <laughs> He's taken. He has his own podcast. You know that, Mike Tyson. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but he he has he had like Steve on. That's how I saw it because I'm you know big jackass fan. But uh, it's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. He had him, Eminem, Boosie, Badass, whoever that is. You know, that He's is? a rapper. He's a rapper. Hmm. You know yeah. about Lil Boozy? I don't listen to the radio no more, man. Yeah. White hillbilly. If it ain't 90s country, it ain't shit. No? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I got Mike Tyson. Who are you picking, Mike Tyson? Yeah. Just straight up? I'll, I'll, I would, I, if I was going to bet that, I'd take Mike Tyson. But, Roy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about boxing right now, let alone, like, 50-year-old. Like, fuck do I know? Yeah, me either. Oh, yeah, that's going to be, I think it'll be fun, fun, you know, it'll be some normalcy having a pay-per-view, yeah. but it will be weird seeing it'll them It'll be a fun little gear. spectacle to watch, but I, I wouldn't pay for it. But if you want to send me, you know, a link or something, I'll watch it for free. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we had a listener, you know, give us some tips and putting some bios on there, so... On Instagram, we dropped a couple uh, posts, a little bit about ourselves. Go check them out. What all of our listeners really want to know is what's Chris Hooper's plans going into next year? I don't have any. Right right this moment, I don't have any. I have, a, I have an interview on. I won't really call it an interview. I'm talking with a friend of mine that's a head coach somewhere on Monday and then contemplating applying it another school potential head coach position but i haven't okay. decided if i really want to do that yet family wants me to kids in the program reached out and told me to but i don't know so you definitely plan on being on the sidelines somewhere next year that's the plan. that's still tbd i don't know i i haven't really decided i i said i wouldn't think about it until the playoffs ended i wouldn't really considerably think about it until playoffs ended well they ended today the championship games were today right so mm-hmm. 
I'll, off season starts now, coach. It does. I'll think about it over the weekend. Talk with talk with the boss, aka wife. <laughs> you heard it here first on the weekly wage, Chris Hooper to the. Oh, that might. Be. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, hope to see you out there, man. While we're on the topic of coaching, you want to recap a couple of your you know favorite memories the last couple of years coaching football. Um, last couple of years it was cool. The last two years I was at Taylorsville, and that and that to me was fun because. That's where I went to school. That's where my daughter is at school playing softball now. So it was nice to go back. Also kind of sad to go back and see how bad things had really gotten where go up in the equipment room and find my actual old football uniform. And I graduated in 2002. (laughs) See shoulder pads that were still around. from. They probably weren't new when you wore them, huh? They were new when we got them. Oh, they were? They were still up there. But they, they, I mean, they weren't used for games or anything now, but they were just still there. So everything just being a mess, but. The weight room looks the exact same, same same plates, same bars, and you're just like, man, they can't can't get an upgrade. They can't find one rich alumni. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think, you know, if I if I think that one of the more fun times I coached at Kearns back in like 2007 to 2009, and we had a lot of good times with that staff, and that staff was loaded with people that you know, went on to do a lot, you know, or had done bigger things and went on to do big things. Like Coach Rickards as the head coach at Kearns now, he was on that staff. To Um, interrupt you real quick, so, sorry, while you talk about Coach Rickards, um, I haven't, you know, had many interactions with him, but I I did find out that when I was a senior, or excuse me, when I was a junior, uh, heading in my junior year, Cypress's head coaching job was open, and I guess he was a finalist and they didn't hire him. Um, that's what I was told by one of my old assistant coaches. That Hindsight being twenty twenty, that oh was a mistake. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine if we would add. You know, I mean, I love Coach Jaquetta to death. He was a good coach, but man, if we would have had Rickers, just seeing what he's done with that Kearns program. I mean, we when I was in high school, like we didn't have. There was no required lifting sessions. You know, there was. You know, I'd play summer baseball. Coach would just tell us to come, you know come when we can. Um, we didn't have huddle. We didn't watch film. I probably watched, we, we'd maybe watch film on Mondays to recap or watch uh scout film from the team. We played the next week on a Monday crammed into the basement downstairs, but there was no huddle. There was, you know, it just times have changed, but no hindsight 2020. That was definitely a mistake. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. That, that, that staff was a lot of fun. Like the head coach, Bill Cosper, he was, I learned a lot from him and that was actually my first coaching job. I was 24 years old. I worked in the high school, got told to go to class more times than I can remember by principals or other teachers. And I'm like, Hey, I, I work here. And they're like, Oh, sorry, coach. Like <laughs> you look young. Well, yeah. Well, all right, cool. And, but like that staff we had, we had a quick, quick little joke. It's like, we, I don't know. It's, there's no, there's no real way to say this. Like if anybody knows about any of the club clubs downtown, there's one called the trap door. You know anything about the trap door? Mm-mm, sounds interesting. It though. might, it might be closed now, but that used to be a popular gay club back in the day. Oh, well they were talking about it. Like, Oh, there's a gay club, something, something door. And I was like, Oh, the trap door. And the room went dead ass silent. And everybody just <laughs> turned and looked at me with that. How the fuck do you know about that? Look. And I was like, well, no, 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 no. And I had to explain myself. Well, we still joke about it to this day. When I see those guys, they're like, Hey, we can go after the game. Like, we'll be coaching against each other. We can go grab some drinks at the trap door. And that, like that joke. I mean, that was in 2000, 
seven, 2008, and here we are, 2020, and when we played against Curtins this year, the first thing those coaches said when they saw me is, we going to get drinks at the trap door after? <laughs> so, like, that one stuck, and then my buddy Penn Talamavau, he played at Utah, had a little stint in the NFL with the Bills, and then uh, he coaches at Riverside Community College now and in California now. And he used to talk, like kind of give the kids shit because they would they would talk tough before the game. They'd win the pregame. You know those teams that would hype up and scream and yell before the pregame. And he's like, and then these dudes would turn into fucking Decepticons and transform. <laughs> and he actually called them Deceptic. Starts with a C and N. And, 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 family friendly. Yeah. Uh, and, and he would do that, and he made this transformer noise, and that, like. That stuff that just stuck with me forever, just because of the the humor and like maybe like, hey, this is fun to be around people yeah. from so many different backgrounds. Cosper from Texas, Rickards from here in the area, because I think Rickards went to school out here in Utah. I think he's a he was Hunter a, High. Yeah, Hunter. He's a Hunter guy, and then he went up to Weber. Um, Penn was here, and Penn was a Cali guy. He came played at Utah for Coach Mack, and then went on to do his things. Uh, Tuiaki that's down at BYU now was the offensive coordinator the first year I was there. And he left after one year to go be a GA up at Utah and then went around and bounced around and look where that's got him. Mm -hmm. You look around now and bump into him. I mean, man, we came a long way from the Kearns High School coach's office that's by that freezing ass door. (laughs) Now look at your office (laughs) when when you go see him. But, you know, so, I mean, there's – there's a lot of memories from coaching, just a lot of them. But my, I mean, that's just a couple of the quick ones that I can think of that make me like really, really genuinely love to do it. Yeah, um, I have a couple that I'll touch on. So one, one most recently was this last year. So uh, this last year, as in 2019, summer of 2019, we went to an SUU camp. Uh, first time I've been down there. We went to SUU. We played some teams from. Vegas, uh, some Southern Utah teams. There was some Central Utah teams, but no, we uh, you'd have practice, you'd have your scrimmages, and then you can go break down film inside the SUU facilities. <clears throat> and uh, we'd watched film, and then we were starting a movie, I think. And uh, while we were waiting to get the movie going, I was killing some time, and I pulled up some uh, some Coach Wager highlight film. <laughs> from youtube and it was it's the only thing that i have that i can find from our high school days and there's not much because it wasn't there wasn't many highlights for that uh 09 to uh or excuse me 2010 cypress team but there's a clip on youtube from my it's like provo a provo high parent posted it and i'm six two maybe 170 pounds soaking just lurpy going into my junior to senior year i grew like three inches. I was just so lurpy. I was a late bloomer. Didn't really form my body very well. I looked like a baby giraffe out there. But uh, we put the highlight film on, and the kids were laughing because it was so bad. And if there's some kids out there listening to this from last year that have that film, I know you guys posted it. Uh, posted again on your stories and at me so I can repost it. It's just it was funny because you know you see you see me making a because it's filmed on like an old VHS camera, whatever you want to call it. Um, You'd see me throw, and the guy would slowly. You wouldn't see the pass be caught, but you could see the guy running with the ball, and everybody just hyped it up, was screaming. It was so damn funny. You had to have been there, but uh, that was fun. Um, let's see the 2017 Westlake game. So this was my first first year at the high school level. 
doing the special teams. I think it was my first yeah, first year. So we were playing Westlake. Uh it was an up and down year. I think we were five hundred on the year, but uh Westlake came. They were up all game. We ended up, you know, pulling close. We were down two with under a minute left. No timeouts, and I don't know what they were thinking. Their coach should have been fired on the spot. But instead of taking a knee and running it out, they run, they just run a dive play or something off the edge. I fumble can't remember. Day. Oh, strip fumble. <laughs> we recover it. And the funny thing is, so we end up – we there was like 20 seconds left. We ran a quick play, just a quick out out of bounds to get somewhat in field goal range. And that year we had a first-year kicker. We recruited him off the soccer team, and his name is Ivan. He is – He's a stud. He was an absolute. He had an absolute leg on him. So it was his first year. You know, we had some trainers from Snow come down and help him out, but he ended up being a stud for us. So it's, it's his first real, you know, pressure moment. Uh, two seconds left. Kicks the ball. Where it's a 30, 35 yarder. Nails it right between timeout. They try to freeze him. They go again. He just talk about nuts he just hits it again straight down there's a video i'll have to post that as well so right right down the middle so that was that was fun they, i think it was senior night or something when rush the field you see the stands just going crazy that was that was fun um another one of those is the next year 2018 we were having a really good year i think we started five and oh six and oh uh our last game before heading into region we played spanish fork and it was Deseret News game of the week. Uh, I think both teams were undefeated. Uh, Spanish Fork they ran this spread offense that was just killing us. Uh, I think it was thirty twenty eight seven going into the fourth. We were just getting smacked. Uh, we couldn't put any drives together. They were just chewing up the clock. Uh, we ended up scoring four touchdowns that quarter, all by Parker Meldrum. Shout out! I think he's the best quarterback to come out of cyprus ever that's my opinion if somebody wants to argue about it let's let's have that conversation but uh no he had four touchdowns three in the air one on the ground uh we score with like 50 seconds left it was minimal time they ended up with no timeouts scoring with they there was like two seconds left when they scored they go for two in the win and we stuff them on a read option that was a crazy crazy game but uh yeah most importantly is just the friendships and the bonds, you know, create, I'm sure same with you, you know, you connect with these, these players and the people you coach with, you're there with them every day. You're there with them more than your families most of the time, especially, you know, it's an all around thing all year round. People just think, Oh, you coach. Oh man, you must have a busy fall. It's a, it's a busy every day. I had to stop <laughs> with my wife yesterday when we were talking about if I was going to do any more and she's like, well, when do they start? And I told her and she goes, see, told you next week basically year around she's like nine months out of the year you say no i'm like eight stop exaggerating well it's you know it's it's just a part of it i mean you have you only get paid for what august to october you get paid for two months of it and the rest is volunteer work yeah but yeah i mean if you want to be successful it's got to be all year round and you know the group of coaches that we had uh when jed smith came on shout out to jed and his staff um you know he set that that precedent with his coaches, you know, we saw the results and the kids, you know, spending time with those kids, you know, we, that 2018 year, I think we sent a record. Like I've never seen this many football kids get, you know, go play college ball. I think we had like nine kids at signing day, which is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, we had some kids going down to snow, uh, Dixie state, 
SUU. Uh, we have a kid who just came back from his mission. He's up at Weber State now, and then we have a walk-on now at Utah. So now some of those, you know, memories and friendships will last forever. And I still talk to kids all the time, you know, rarely talking about ball, just about life and how things are going and whatnot, staying healthy through this pandemic. So now, yeah, we can uh, transition to the playoff games today. I didn't didn't get to watch too much. I was slammed with work. Um, I was hoping to watch them, but – you want to talk a little bit about that Corner Canyon Lone Peak game, which I saw this. I, I caught the end of it. I was like, ooh. Uh, wasn't, yeah, my. Which sucks because the first game I did watch in the regular season, and that was a fun game. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a 10 point win for Corner Canyon, but like I, I, I wrote down, I was like, you know what? I'll watch this. I said, if we want to talk about it on the show tonight, I'll, I'll take some notes on it. And at the end of the day, like I walked away saying, this really was a season to play for second place. <laughs> every team at 6A was playing for second place and congrats to Lone Peak for getting there and but you give a coach I'll say coaching staff because I think Casey Cetera is an awesome defensive coordinator in his own right to be paired with probably the best offensive mind in the state in Eric Kerr everywhere he goes and man I probably should I shouldn't even say probably like he is the best offensive mind and so now you've got the best offense with the best quarterback, the best receiver to ever be in the state of Utah, statistically, maybe not like where he ends up and what he ends up doing, but mm-hmm. statistically high school, best receiver. And they've got three, four dudes that can all do it at receiver. You So Corner Canyon's stupid good. Stupid good. And and I said at one point, I said they won't have a game within 17 points. I was wrong. They had a three-point game against Sky Ridge that was a great game. Skyridge had a chance, and that young sophomore tried to make a play and got tackled short. And then, like you said, Lone Peak kept it close against him the first time. But you give those guys a chance to say, okay, we get to study your film for, for this much longer. We get to see what we did well against you, and we're just going to do that. And and you watch it. They did the same thing. And as soon as it got to 21 nothing, I think I'd text you, and you're like, I'm shutting this off. <laughs> I I kept watching it, and it, it just escalated from there. But that – they're just a stupid good program that is very well coached. The community is so behind them, which which makes a big difference, not only financially, because they do have, you know, a more financially gifted area, but that the parents still have to be bought into the program and to support it. And you can do that just about in and that that community support goes a long way at the high school level anywhere you're at like you hear every every head coach goes in i need to get the community involved i need to get the community involved how do you do it how do you sustain it and how does it stay successful because that makes as big a difference because you need the community to be like my kids are going here my kids will play here my kids will be here if they're not playing they will be here as a part of the program and a lot of other areas oh my kid's not playing well we're out yeah oh my kid's not the starter as a sophomore we're out and so like they I don't see – yeah, they got to replace the quarterback, but they might continue it right on into next year. The dude's 51-1 and one since he got there. 40-game winning streak. It's absolutely absurd. <laughs> Have you been to that school? Have you seen the insides of that school? I've never seen it. I, I, walked, in the, I walked in the hallways once, and uh, we played there when I was coaching at Brighton High School, and 
I mean, they had us get the locker room for the opposing teams underneath the bleachers. I think the home team is too. So it wasn't really like a real like locker room feel to oh. it. So you didn't really get to get to see. But like that student body was crazy. I, they had front row to back row filled with people jumping up and down and the whole game and it was crazy but they, yeah so they're they're good so in that game like that game ended what 45 to 7 uh lone peak scored late i mean it, it was just a dominant like clean performance and even the announcers on tv were like they're just doing it so effortlessly marching down the field which is it, what it was you were like no matter what lone peak does corner canyon has an answer for it mm-hmm. and Oh, you want to drop coverage? All right, cool. We're just going to quarterback draw Jackson Dart, who's 6'3", 220, and good luck tackling him with your linebackers and DBs once he's in space. Okay, now you want to bring pressure? Well, we're just going to throw it to any receiver over the middle on a post. Here you go. Take it. Imagine if they would have had Austin Bell this year. I mean, we were talking about it before the show, how they kind of let him in at the end. Yeah, that was was really cool to see. Austin Bell, those that don't know, he's a real good running back towards ACL week one, and he he stepped in to take the knee the last two plays of the game to run the clock out, and that like that's that's a, really a testament to the coaching staff, and again, like the program, like hey, we care about these kids because how many pro- have you been around a program? Because I know I have where a kid gets hurt, oh, I'm out for the season. You might not see that kid Checks again, out, and, yeah. and, or you tell the kid, "Hey, still come around, still mm-hmm. come around," and you have to go grab them and drag them to games, drag them because they feel I'm not a part of this anymore. And for that kid to be like, "I'm such a part of this, I'll just be here," and they're like, "Hey, get like wear your uniform for the championship game," and and do that like that was cool, but that that game it sucks to see a championship that's a blowout. Like you would like to be like, Hey, this is going to be a good game, but corner Canyon deserves all the hype. I would love to see them to get a chance to go play somebody out of the state because depending who it was, when it was, where it was, what the matchup is, it'd be hard to go against, against them unless they're playing, you know, best of the best. And even then it's football. Anybody can get got. Yeah. I wonder if they'll end up doing that. Cause I know usually you would see Bingham, you know, postseason play around christmas time yeah but dallas cowboy stadium you just with the pandemic you never know but they would, i would love to see this team play against you know one of those powerhouse texas teams i mean you look at those receivers man they i mean you couldn't pick them out in a crowd but you see them on the on the on the turf man they just create separation they're studs i i where do you i mean this that jackson dark kid's got a ton of pac-12 offers i hope you know we see you know him excel at the next level. You don't really see. Correct me if I'm wrong. You don't. What? Who's the last Utah high school quarterback that you saw that was you know at this level produ- uh, produce at a high level at, on the college field? Um, I mean, well, Zach Wilson is doing it right now. All right. Um, yeah. okay. That Falk. Happened. Falk was a Utah kid, right? He was Luke a Lo- Falk, was he yeah. Logan? Yep. Uh, he went up to Washington State, and he had. Some good time up there doing that. Um, when I was in school, Cooper Bateman was... Uh, he was he the was talk a, everywhere, the Cottonwood kid, right? Yeah, he was a Cottonwood. He just obliterated us. Goes to Alabama uh, and ends up transferring to Utah and backs up to the back up there. Um, yeah. But no, he was, he was a stud. Well, even and then you, you, another Cottonwood kid, Alex Kate. I think his first name was Alex. Was that the kid's name? Sounds uh, Kate, Kate, the dad that yeah. you know gave all the money back in the day. Um, he went... I think to LSU right out the gate and then transferred to Oklahoma State 
or maybe he didn't go to LSU. He just went to Oklahoma State, and he never really did anything. I mean, I'll pull for every local kid. Be like, hey, go go ball and do something because I mean, a, a lot of people uh, Utah. No, that's just a bunch of that's just a bunch of soft ass white kids playing football. <laughs> is what the outsiders really yeah, think, and it's yeah. really it's really not. There is there is a lot of legitimate talent here, and so to see him do it, I. I don't know where he ends up. I don't know. I've never, I've never met the kid. I've never spoke to him or anybody that even knows him really. So, I don't know what he would be thinking of where he wants to go. But I know he's got offers like USC, Arizona State, you know, other Pac-12 schools, other school, other big D1 schools that you like you said. But you know, if if he goes from what I saw, like because he came to Corner Canyon this year, learned that system, and was able to do what he did, and he was top quarterback in the state last year as a junior playing for a different school. So he's clearly got the brain to do it, mm-hmm. which is a big thing going into colleges. Can you process the information? That's one of the biggest jumps to kids is can you process the information and can you handle the speed difference? But I don't know where he ends up. I'd hopefully, hopefully not BYU. That's all. <laughs> From what I understand, that's, I mean, you know, you look at the crystal ball, when it comes to recruiting, the last I heard was BYU is the favorite. Um, Gross. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather him see rather see him go to USC, even though they dicked me on my picks last week. But <laughs> we'll, I'd rather we'll see him go to there because at least he at least he'd get to throw the ball all over the yard in that offense, and you'd get to find out. You, yeah. you'll you'll know quick because if Slovis is everything he's thought to be, well, he's about to be gone, and. JT Daniels left there to go to Georgia and be a backup again, so he's gone. I don't know who USC's backups are. I don't, I don't, I don't study USC football that that much. So yeah, you got these rival or twenty four seven sport experts, Jeff Hansen, Cougar Insider. So he might be a little biased, but his prediction might be. Uh, these are these aren't really updated either. As of July, he had you know, his prediction being BYU, Blair, Angulo. Uh, same thing in July. He has BYU as the favorite, so I don't. These aren't really updated. Yeah, his ranking's still not where it should be. But uh, he's a four-star recruit. That kind of rolls you into you know the next kind of question. If he does pick BYU, do you think Zach Wilson's a no-brainer come out to the draft, no matter what? I this would. Year? I I think he should. Yeah, we had this conversation. And I have this fantasy football draft with a bunch of my boys that. You know, I went to high school with, and this was a pretty debated topic on what you do here. Because every, everybody's talking about him as a first round. Hey, Zach Wilson might be a top four quarterback mm-hmm. because he's balled out this year. So if he comes back next year, and let's say everything is quote-unquote back to normal, and now he's got to start the year off against a P5 school, mm-hmm. second week P5 school, third week P5 school, fourth week P5 school, and he struggles. Well, that draft stock's gone. Yep. He can't do it. He can't do it against the top competition. What you'd hear. So, if at the end of the year he goes and gets graded out, and they're like, "Hey, I would say if he is a top two round guy, get out of there, go get paid." Because again, college athletes should be paid. It's two two they episodes will. in a row. They will. <laughs> but, nope. Yeah, so my opinion is is exactly yours. I think it's a no-brainer he comes out. Um, just like you laid out, and like I said earlier, I don't know if I said on the show or not, but in conversations, I think BYU has benefited greatly from COVID-19 
in the whole, you know, effect aftermath in the college football landscape in regards to, you know, how well they've played against, you know, the I mean, if they you, end up with a New Year's Six Bowl and they get paid off of that. That's yeah, a huge financial gain for the, you know, the university plus their players getting drafted is huge for recruiting. Yep. Hey, look, you come here and you do good, you have a chance. Yep. And you know, they're in the limelight right now. Their their schedule is what it is, but you know, it just goes to show if you're unbeaten, people are gonna talk about you. And, you know, I don't know if this happens if, you know, it's a full slated schedule. Because what they had before was stacked before, you know, this updated schedule. So with them being in the limelight, you know, he's got He's all over ESPN every week. The Heisman watch. I just—it's a perfect scenario for him to come out. I, every mock draft you see, he's in the first round. He's—I've seen somewhere he's in the top ten. He's you know the second quarterback taken out, third quarterback taken, or I don't know if I've seen him ahead of Justin Fields. So obviously you got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then after that you know you got Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. So Zach Wilson gets drafted. Jackson Dart ends up at let's just say hypothetically he he picks USC. And I'm just saying he just he picks that. So now Eric Kerr has had has coached an NFL drafted quarterback out of Corner Canyon and a P five quarterback in Jackson Dart at Corner Canyon. Why wouldn't he go try to coach a college or something? Yeah. Like that? Like, I don't know if high school is just what he's happy doing and he's cool with doing that. I I think I met the dude in passing one time, but you would like, think, right? I mean, people have to look at like what he's doing with these kids to prepare them for this level has to be next level worthy to take a look at him as a coach. Yeah, none of us have inside information. We don't we don't know Coach Care, but you got to think, you know. I know a Care, Jordan, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> um, but no, he. Uh, I mean, you've got it pretty made at that. You're at the you know one of the newest. It might be one of the newest schools that's or. I mean, it's not fair. I guess it's been there for a little bit, but it's still, you know, a new school. Five, six years old. One of the best schools out there in the state of Utah. I mean, you're going to get the best kids. Look at Jackson Dart moving into your territory. Uh, Or, you know, maybe not moving in, but hey, who knows? You know, those rules are a little bit flexible. Residing in. Those rules are a little bit flexible. The more success you have. He's got it made where he's at now. Uh, But you would think college, you know, is an opportunity. Snow just hired a new coach. I don't know if you saw that. He's the old Skyline yeah. coach. He was, yeah, our, I think he, he played our, at BYU. Our kicker from Taylorsville last year is at Snow right now, and oh, okay. he was helping our kickers this year. And he, he came back, and he was like, yeah, our coach got in trouble. Oh, shit. And I was like, what do you mean? And I, I think it had something to do with some COVID restrictions that he, he violated mm. and got in trouble with doing something. And so I kind of knew that was coming. I didn't know. Again, this is all speculation. We don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I and I don't know. I didn't know who they hired or who it was, but Snow's got it rough. I mean, ever since they closed those Arizona JUCOs, their division just isn't what it was. As so if, they got as if living in E from Utah is not the worst. Trust me, I was there. I know <laughs> <laughs> that place is such a pipeline, though, for Utah. It yeah. it makes perfect sense, right? Like you, it's been since two thousand four, two thousand five. Division one athletes that didn't have the D one right out the gate eligibility. I mean, a, a high percentage of them. I won't say that's all of them, but yeah. a lot of those kids are straight D one athletes there for their year to two years to get their grades up, to figure out the college lifestyle. Hey, I've got to go to class while still maintaining everything else and go. But 
Yeah, well, we rambled on a lot about that. So let's go into our, you know, our next topic we wanted to hit on was the uh, the Utah USC game, and I say that with both fingers crossed that this game happens. You know, all the signs are pointing to it actually happening. Um, if you look at the reports, all the tests are looking good. USC, uh, we were we're recording Friday night. Um, I was following USC beat reporter. And they have flown Salt Lake. I don't know if they're here yet, but I mean, I don't think they travel without some sort of certainty that the game will happen. Obviously, there'll be no fans. Um, yeah, let's hope it actually happens. I mean, we've gotten to the day before plenty of times the last two weeks, and then it getting canceled. That yeah, there was what two, two, two or three big time games that got canceled. Washington State, Stanford got canceled today. Mississippi State traveled for their game, and they went reported under their 53 scholarship but they still traveled to go play unsure if they're really going to and oh, that could damn. get called tomorrow we don't i don't really know shit they're one of my picks <laughs> come on mike leach <laughs> make my, it happen that's my guy i love mike leach. <laughs> he's he has the funniest interviews that he just rambles on he's my favorite but uh there's a lot of storylines to this utah usc game obviously it's being utah's first game a lot of unknowns. Coach Witt is famously known for, you know, not talking about things unless they need to be talked about. More important, like most importantly, the quarterback position week one. He will never, ever announce a starter unless he has to. I mean. Or it's blatantly obvious yeah, where everybody, like everybody every, knows. Like Tyler Huntley, we knew he was the starter coming back those years he came back. But, and I love it. You know, use every advantage. Until you're in the, the NFL requires an injury report. College does it, and every week you'll listen to the Kyle Whittingham press conferences. Oh, we got some guys banged up, yeah, and uh, we're yeah. hoping we'll see if we can get them back. And, and you'll uh, get reporters be like, yeah. "I know the answer to this, but uh, will you name a start?" He's like, "You know, I just, you know, I don't feel like I need to do that. I can use that to my advantage, you know, until they make me, you know, put a, you know, it's it's just it's funny." So, um, all signs that I'm seeing thinks it'll be Cam Rising. What are your thoughts? I if it if it was me I I think it's I actually think it's going to be Jake Bentley but I also think if it is it'd be a short leash to go to Cam Rising if if he started to not play well um but if if it was me and they were close if I was there I I would think like this is just how I would think even I'm only coached at the high school level but if I've got two quarterbacks that are relatively equal, I'm going to take the young one. Why? Because he gets to develop for the future. And where Utah's already kind of in a quote-unquote rebuilding year where they don't really know what they're going to be because they're replacing so much, on you know, not really position-wise, but, I mean, you're replacing all-time leading rusher at running back and a three-year starter at quarterback. That That's a big chunk of the offense where you're replacing the whole back end on defense. Mm-hmm. Um so if you don't know what you're going to be, if Cam Rising is close to what Jake Bentley is, thanks for your transfer. Enjoy the views, and 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 build for the future. Let let Cam develop and learn. He was a four star kid for a reason. Yeah, and so it's not like he's just some bum off the streets. And you just you say, hey, I'll take the young kid because if Cam Rising is the guy this year, he's probably the guy next year, mm-hmm. and that second year. You've got what you know what you're going to be should be better. And then because he still has three years, right? Yeah, this year doesn't count. 
Yeah, so he'd get three years potentially with the same kid, and that position, kind of important. At least I think it's three years, but I know for sure this year doesn't count. I think it's Cam Rising just because he's been with the program. He has a great understanding of you know what Coach Ludwig's trying to do. For even going back to last year, um, you'd hear all the reports just how good he was on the practice squad or on excuse me scout team. Just you know how well he was against that that starting group of defense. We all know how great that defense was. Um, I don't know. My gut just tells me Cam Rising. Um, I I think Jake Bentley would have had to soundly beat Cam Rising in like you were saying. Hey, I'll make you make you make you a bet right now. If it's Jake Bentley, you have to shotgun a beer to start the next episode. If it's Cam Rising, I'll do it. Deal. Done. Live stream it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna go with Cam Rising. Um, uh, what? That's an 8:30 kickoff, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a ESPN. late game where you really wish there was going to be fans there because he, everybody's like, oh, well, USC hasn't won in Utah since 2012. The home team's won since 2012. Yeah, well, home crowd makes a difference in that. Yeah. Just because the field you're playing on doesn't make a difference. Now, the cold might make a difference to those California kids because mm-hmm. it'll probably be relatively chilly tomorrow night <clears throat> around 9.30 p.m. when they come out of the – halftime locker room but shows, hell, shows USC doesn't even get locker rooms because the south end zone's under construction they get tents and trailers yeah i heard it's gonna in. be a makeshift type yeah, of locker it, room for everybody i mean only can do so much because utah started as soon as the season got canceled they're like well tear it down we'll, we'll be interested yeah and wit was saying a couple weeks ago i was listening to him and he was just saying the whole game day routine is going to be completely different because without the locker rooms they're going to be doing all their pregame stuff over at the, the field uh, house the field house yeah, yeah. So they're going to do everything everything there up until right about kickoff, transport everybody. It'll just be weird. Um, I'm sure they've done walkthroughs and everything multiple times by now, but if I was a fan, that'd be you know, a weird thing to see. But, yeah, 8.30 kick, it looks like it's going to be about 34 degrees at kickoff. Nope. Just a bit chilly. <laughs> a, little, a little chilly. Um. Yeah, I mean, what are our expectations? I mean, you've got to think the offense is going to start out slow, right? You got a first-year quarterback, regardless of who they go with. But everything uh, that they're saying in reports is the offense is looking great in practice, and their defense is a concern. Now that could also be like, if we tell them this, hopefully they worry about this. Yeah. And, but yeah, you would expect it. Offense always comes out slow. Week. I mean, you're returning a, a legit receiving core. I mean, you got Samson Nakua. Easy on using the word legit with Utah receivers because Steve Smith's the last legit receiver to come through. <laughs> Ice up, son. <laughs> Him, Britton Covey. They got a good core coming back. They have, you know, these got to replace Zach Moss and obviously Tyler, Hunt, Tyler Huntley. I think they're going to start off slow. I, I think the defense is going to come out legit. I mean, they're going to be young. And then you got Clark Phillips, highest re- recruit to come to Utah, starting Nate Ritchie out of Lone Peak freshman to the young secondary so i think wit always you know utah's known for running the ball and playing great defense and great special teams and i, I there's just i'm not worried about that side of the ball it'll, it'll be fun to watch um what are your expectations my, my expectations are relatively low like I, I consider myself a fan but i also consider myself like a realist like people come in like oh if we don't go 11 and 1 and win the pac-12 south the season was a failure what was it 
No, not really. Because. But did you beat BYU? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, but um, no. So my expectation is relatively low. I think it's a very winnable game. But if they lost, I also wouldn't be surprised because USC's got two games under their belt, so they've kind of figured it out, right? And you would you would think mm-hmm. they're call it they're, they're big level college, so they should figure it out after two games. Expectation for the game is just it's going to be see what you got and try to temper expectations and realize been relatively spoiled the last two years because you've gotten to the pa- the Pac-12 title game the last two years. Mm-hmm. So if that if that's your expectation in this year with all the changes and everything going on, I, I think you're a little up in the night because they're going to have to run the table. And I picked them to go anywhere from 5-1 and one to 4. Or I, I was about 5-1, and 4-2 and two range. USC was one of the games I thought they could lose. Arizona State was the other. Now Arizona State game's already canceled, so I really hope since BYU is off next week, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving weekend, say hey, let's give the people what they want. I agree. Um, that was another thing I was going to hit on was that I, with the Pac-12's recent news this week, allowing out of conference, allowing out of conference games, but you know there's always in the fine print they've got their own. The out of conference team has a has to agree to all of these Pac-12 stipulations. I'll pull them up, where it's you know you have to do this Pac-12 testing. It's got to be a a home game for the Pac-12 team. Um, and you know I don't know. Well, if BYU, BYU is supposed to play here anyway, so maybe maybe they can agree to it. I'm just saying, don't be scared. Don't be scared, BYU. You've got to think it's been in the conversations, right? You've got to think. But, you know, if I'm Kalani, do you take that risk? Do you take that risk of adding See, I, I a had Power this, 5? I actually talked to our buddy Jordan Hansen about this the other day because he said, what do you think? And because somebody said on TV, I can't remember who it was, that BYU shouldn't. Because right now they feel that BYU has a New Year's 6 game sealed up, locked up. BYU gets a New Year's 6. Why would you play anybody that could beat you? from the Pac-12. If you're going to play a Pac-12 team, pick somebody that's not any good. Pick an Arizona. Pick a Colorado. You know, pick an Oregon State. Why would you play somebody and risk it? And to me, everybody looks back on 2004 Utah team, runs the table, didn't play anybody, didn't get to play, played a bowl game, blew out their bowl game opponent, and everybody's still like, well, they weren't the national champ. Nobody really cares. <laughs> and... Now, and so BYU can be in that boat, or do you take the chance? I said I could understand both sides of it because who knows when BYU is going to get another shot at a New Year's Six Bowl? Because yep. they'll pretty much have to be run the table, one loss to a really good P five school in their non well in any of their games to even have a chance at it. When are they going to get this chance again? Do you? Ta- I I would take it just because. I think it could help them down the road. But the competitor in me also would be like, you know what? Let's go prove how good we are. Mm-hmm. I feel that we're good. I feel that we can compete. I feel that we can beat anybody. Let's go prove what we can do so I can see both sides of that coin. And I could see them going either way. But it was mentioned, whether it was the intro or the episode one, money runs everything. Yep. That New Year's Six Bowl money looks awfully nice compared to ending up in the Hawaii Bowl. 
or the Idaho, the Idaho f- potato the famous, bowl. The famous Idaho potato bowl. So here are the Pac-12 stipulations to approve non-conference games. Opponents must meet Pac-12 testing slash COVID protocols. So who knows what BYU's down doing down south? I was down at their dorm rooms working the other day, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that, so, I mean something's it, in that holy water or in that tithing, whatever that tithing. I mean, I only saw to. one kid walk out of that dorm room with a mask on, and I saw somebody <laughs> with post-it notes on the window say, "I tested positive," albeit it said, "I'm pregnant." After that, <laughs> which I got full other questions about that: How are you getting pregnant in the BYU dorm rooms? So you honor guys need code. to address some something. Yeah, honor code. <laughs> somebody getting kicked out. So yeah, opponents must beat Pac-12 testing and COVID protocols. Only Pac-12 home games with Pac-12 TV partner. And if a Pac-12 team becomes available by the end of Thursday, must pay the available conference opponent. That is, uh, or sorry, must play the conference opponent, the available conference opponent. That's a, uh, it says for what it's worth, the Mountain West testing protocols does not meet the threshold for a possible game against a Pac-12 team. Shout out to Kyle Boniger on Tura on uh, Twitter. So yeah, I'd if BYU adds a game, I'd be shocked if it's against a Pac-12 school. I, if, if BYU adds a game, I'll be shocked in general. I just don't think they're gonna. I just don't think they add anything at all. Would you? Well, you just don't think so either. I I wouldn't. I mean, like I said, I. I wouldn't do it just because you want that opportunity to do something you might not get to do again, yep. especially for the kids. And if you go to that New Year's Six and win, you get to recruit. And, I mean, somebody somebody asked me, like, oh, do you think Utah gets to the Pac-12 championship? And if they don't, do they play BYU that weekend? And if it gets to that point, BYU is definitely not playing them. Yeah. But Maybe Utah, we can get them in a bowl game together. I if, mean, you, if Utah wins this week, though, if Utah wins tomorrow – It'll be three years in a row they represent the South in the in the Pac twelve You heard it here first. championship and it it'll be against Oregon again. And I watched the Oregon game last week and Oregon probably beats the living shit out of them again. Probably. <laughs> I did nice ass uniforms. I'm and I'm I'm jealous of all the Nike gear they pass out to their athletic students. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So now we're excited. Eight thirty kick. It'll be nice to see, you know, finally the Utes out there playing. But uh to recap to our prior week's picks. That's uh shout out to Fresno State <laughs> covering over the Utah State. I called it. Um what else did I have? I look like a giant dummy being like, Don't see it. don't be surprised if Utah State covers. Fuck me. The kiss of death. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to Utah State. Jason Shelley. I give Jason oh, Shelley yeah. a shout out. <laughs> shout out to Jason Shelley. Picked off. <laughs> By you. I hope he gets picked up somewhere. Um, no, I like right Jason now. Shelley. No, I'm just saying well, in general because like, he does get a year of eligibility still. This right? year doesn't count. I want like, him to see land on his feet. Um, you know, there's some speculation of what really happened. For I, I wouldn't wish off, it, uh, any kid deserves a chance, right? Exactly. But. So yeah, um, Seahawks did not cover. Yikes! Um, what else did I have? Uh, USC screwed us both, right? Yeah, I I took USC, and either Arizona's better than <laughs> got better. Or USC's, I mean, is really USC's defense. Like, they cannot stop anybody. So that's why I think it's good for Utah this week is they're playing a defense that is really pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. And so getting your offense going against a bad defense is the perfect storm to, one, win, and, two, really get your flow into the season. Yeah. If, you, if they came out the gate and they were playing 
an Alabama defense or a, a Georgia defense. Well, was, Georgia defense that's not playing Florida because Florida lit them up, but a Georgia defense that was, you know, advertised as being really good. Not good for a brand new, you know, new group offense, but um, yeah, USC. They were, they were, they were the, they were one of them that got fight me. on. Um, so yeah, let's transition to our this week's picks. I'm gonna take. We'll be kind of quick here. I know we're about the hour mark, so we'll just skim through these. Um, I've got the under 58 points on the Utah USC game. Like I mentioned earlier, I think Utah's offense is gonna start slow. Oh um, yeah, that's under for sure. Yeah, f- under 58. So I th- I got that Utah's offense. I think will start slow, but I think their defense will be stout. Um. Um, I got Oregon minus seventeen. Uh, I think they're due for a blowout game. U- UCLA's quarterback's out with COVID. Saw the report today, Darian Thompson or Dorian Thompson Robinson. I got that, and then uh, Mississippi State. I would not put any money on this. This is my feeling froggy pick of the week. I got Mike Leach. <laughs> and their games. <laughs> they on might the not. Fence. <laughs> Yes. Their game might not even happen, so I call that a cover. Um, um, and then I'll, my two NFL games, I got the Washington football team over the Bengals. I got them minus one and a half. I think Alex Smith is finding his groove. He had over 300 yards last week. Uh, he's a dump-off machine to uh, J.D. McKissick and um, Antonio Gibson. Shout out to my two and five, two and one and Two win fantasy football team, uh, and then I got the Packers. I, this is my guaranteed pick of the week. Careful with them because they dicked me last week. Packers plus one and a half. I mean, come on. They got Devontae Adams. He practiced today. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Let's let's hear yours. I, I'll I'll agree with you on the Utah USC game going under. Which now watch some offensive explosion happen and both of us just be like, yeah, we really don't know shit. We should shut up. (laughs) Um, But um, outside of that one, I'll take Oklahoma to cover their minus seven over Oklahoma state. Um, I think, I think Lincoln Riley's a great coach. I'll just, I'll just take that one just off of a whim. And then uh, third, third college game is Indiana covers the 20 and a half against Ohio State which that if I miss one that's going to be the one like Ohio State might just blow the doors off mm. of them um NFL wise I agree with you on the on the Green Bay game being one and a half I don't know how the Packers aren't favored only it's insane Phil- only thing Philip Rivers is better at than Aaron Rodgers is creating children cuz he got like 30 of them <laughs> And it's in the dome too. I mean, perfect weather conditions. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah, get it, you don't got to worry about cold or anything. Um, there's a reason why Vegas, you know, keeps yeah. building those buildings. Um, so. Steelers cover ten and a half over the Jags. Um, and then the last one is the Falcons, uh, plus three and a half over the Saints. If they're really going to start Tebow 2.0 with Taysom Hill, I I don't see the Saints putting up enough points. And I think Falcons with Julio and Ridley, dangerous enough. You don't like the Raiders' money line over the Chiefs this week? Uh, didn't didn't that game get <laughs> – isn't that game in no. trouble too because the Raiders are all COVID it's up? Sunday night football. They they would have moved it by now. It's uh, it's going to happen. They had um, they just had a bu- bunch of close contacts. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was uh, Cleveland Farrell. 
He tested positive, but they, they, they're the Chiefs, starting to activate I hope all those the, guys. I hope the Chiefs dust them and then drive their bus <laughs> through the fucking stadium. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous for that game. Um, I mean, splitting the season series with the Chiefs. I mean, that's if you ask any Raiders fans, uh, you'd be happy with that. But uh, yeah, the Raiders really set themselves up <laughs> for this game after all the news coming out about them taking a victory wrap around Arrowhead Stadium. But fuck the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I mean, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Keep coming with the feedback. We do appreciate it. Anything that we can do to that you guys want to hear that can make it more enjoyable, more listenable, and we can expand out potentially. Obviously, that's the goal. Like, we do appreciate all. How many did you say? Two hundred and something for two episodes. Two hundred. Yeah, not bad. Like that's that's pretty solid. Like I'll, I'll say that. So I do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, any any feedback, anything you guys want to hear, um, pay attention to the Instagram. Maybe throw some polls out on there, see what they mm-hmm. want. Yeah, we're going to have some guests. I think we'll have our first guest next episode. I don't know what our plans are for next week with the holiday, but uh, yeah, we plan on starting rolling out some guests, talking about some of the stuff, some of the stuff they have coming up. They're promoting their businesses and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we hope you guys all have a safe, healthy holiday weekend next week. Um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Wage. We're out. Stay strong.